Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Trying to figure out how to raise capital, dude. Do you think I can get a loan for Voltron? I don't think you can leverage Lego Voltron into any type of loan, but if there's anybody that can probably do it, it might be our guest today. I mean, it co- it takes a lot of time to build him. I mean, you should know you've still got a half-built one at home. <laughs> this is true. It's, it's very valuable. Yeah, and it's definitely not a complete asset. <laughs> Not um, yet. <laughs> with that, with that. So well, with us today, we've got a couple guys here that work for a local company called Altcap. Now, before we get too far into that, I do need to also remind you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. We help you build development teams quickly and affordably. Have you heard of those Fullscale guys? I've met all of them. It's because you own the company. Bunch with cool me. dudes. So girls, now, ladies. now in regards to companies we don't own, we got two guys with us today from Altcap. We have Davin Gordon and Justin E. Carrionwu. Yes, sir. Nailed it. Nice. That was actually really nice. I did I have to. That. I did practice that. I, of all things that I usually don't prepare for, yeah. I don't like to mess up people's names. It's so. much appreciated. Now, these fine gentlemen are business development officers with a local company here called Altcap. Now, I like it when you're interactive, so I'd like it if you could go to alt-cap.org. So you can learn all about what they do. But what we're going to talk about today is alternative capital. And that's what you find gentlemen specialize in, right? That's right. That is true. So what is alternative capital? Um, Well, I think it's it's important that we lay a foundation as far as who we are, what industry we're in. So Altcap is a community development financial institution. It's a mouthful. Uh, Break that down. So uh, essentially... Um, because of a lot of the things that have happened in our past, the history of um, redlining and a lot of the intentional efforts, um, our industry was created to help basically offset that, um, to say, hey, we, I, we see that there's been a lot of communities and entrepreneurs and uh, folks that have been left out of the mainstream financial institution. Sure. Whether that was intentionally or unintentionally, um, folks are just not getting the resources that they need in order to have you know, the American dream. Or exactly. access to it. Well, I think that uh, with banks, and I, this has been a subject lately, I think that banks have an old school traditional model. And yeah. so I'm seeing some of them begin to quickly evolve out of that. And then some of them seem stuck. Yeah. Well, you, so you guys are not a bank. We are We're not. not. So, I mean, the problem with most banks, right, is they're, they want to do things that are asset based or they have certain regulations or rules or risk profiles they have to play in and whatever, which limits their ability to do a lot of things. Well, and with that, and with that, I found that especially when it comes to startups, tech businesses, and even sometimes service businesses like full scale, the banks don't, they, they seem to have kind of a tilted view on how to value them. You know, like you might look at a software company that has millions and millions of annual recurring revenue and they have, they're at a break even point and the bank will say, man, you're not worth shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that's a problem because then there's a VC somewhere across town. That's like, yeah, you get a $33 million valuation 
and you, you kind of get stuck into some interesting situations. But sorry, your yeah. business is three months old. We can't do business with you. Exactly. And those are the conversations I think that we in our role, we have a lot with our friends in commercial lending. And we like to see it as a true partnership because as a CDFI, uh, 25 years ago when the CDFI phone was put into place, it was so that there could be a support right next to what the traditional financial institutions can provide to people, entrepreneurs, and small business owners in the community. If you can't go to these banks and get the access to the capital that you're needing, you can come to a CDFI. And because of the difference in the focus on the regula regulations that banks have, I mean, for us in AltCap, if you have a 550 credit score, 560 credit score, you could still come and get the financing that you need. Uh, that you might not have been able to get at the bank due to the regulations that they can you, have. Can you give us a couple examples of your average you know, client that you work with? Well, that... well, hang on. What's a CDFI? So CDFI is Community Development Financial Institution. So a CDFI can be one of four things. You could be a bank mm -hmm. that has a CDFI designation. You can be a loan fund, which AltCap is a loan fund. You can be a credit union, or you could be a venture capitalist. I see. And so all four can have the CDFI designation, which essentially gets them access to federal incentives, federal dollars to help build capacity. Okay. Yeah. Now we can move on to your question. Yes. Sorry. I need, no, we, we, we don't like to leave acronyms undefined because yeah. oh, sure. yeah, sometimes we, we start throwing them around. We actually did a whole episode about business acronyms, Yeah. which is why we have to mark the podcast. A little added carry over there. But okay. So, and, and back to Master Watson's, uh, we have to refer to Matt as Master Watson. Master Watson. He was awarded a master's award. And, and so we like take to, note of that. Yeah. It's, it's weird on your business cards. Why do your business cards say it though? Why not? I guess it's a good point. It's a good answer. So I guess the his question was, and same with mine. Like, so who, like, what is your typical? Who is your typical client, lending candidate, and then maybe even expand on why. You know why they yeah. why they're doing why they're in your court our portfolio. Sure. Yeah, I would say that the the average business owner that we're seeing can be from any industry. Uh, this could be a, a business owner who, if you're just needing access to working capital, uh, money for an equipment loan, uh, we work with startups, uh, the same that we work with existing businesses. Uh, if you have an idea and you've been putting the pieces together for your business plan and you got your cash flow projections in line, uh, that's, I would say at that point, if you're a startup, definitely come to AltCap, we'd be able to help you. But if you're an existing business and you've just been having Bear, problems with some of the barriers to access to the capital, we could help you all the same. Well, I think we can even use real life examples and yeah. uh, without getting going too far over the line. But once again, you know, Matt and I are the founders of Full Scale. We're a service business, but the majority of our employees are in the Philippines, yeah. mm -hmm. which where we own about a half a million dollars worth of laptops. But that's a weird asset. Yeah. To put in front of a bank because exactly. you're like, hey, look, we've got all this going on. We have all this revenue and whatever. And then another thing like in that same scenario is our business has grown remarkably fast. We're coming up on 200 employees in a year and a half. Wow. Wow. And the two year number for lending is like the magic number for a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. So mm -hmm. in that scenario, is a business like ours a good fit when it comes to like what you guys do? Yeah, I think in, in the, the unique thing about AllCap is we don't just look at credit scores. We don't mm -hmm. just look at what your financials say. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to look at the character as well of the, of the business owners. 
Uh, we want to see what the potential is. What sort of what's what are you projecting to do this year? What sort of opportunities are ahead of you? Mm -hmm. I mean, the actual real story of the yeah, business. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Versus what we see on paper. Sure. Because yeah. uh, that's not always telling the true story. Well, and that was my point with the traditional banking model is is sometimes it's just like they're. Um, you know, and, and we sit around, we talk to people about this. Well, every day, yeah. every day here on the podcast and then just kind of in life. And, um, someone asked me over the weekend, I was talking about, it was actually yesterday at the, uh, in the full scale suite. So what's the one thing that is a recurring need that people talk about on the podcast? And I think overwhelmingly it's probably resources, access to yeah. capital yeah. or human capital. Yeah. It's exactly. something related to the resources that are needed for a business to yeah. grow. And we've always talked about that. If businesses don't have the resources that they need to grow, then they're going to die on the vine, yeah. regardless yeah. of whether that's cash, people, something mm -hmm. else. And you know, that's, I mean, that's a real thing. So all these pieces are very important parts of the chain. So do, so do you guys ultimately provide uh, like term loans or lines of credit? That's or... a great question. Yeah, we only, for us, we focus in on term loans. Okay. Um, because of the nature of our organization being a community development finance institution and being partnered kind of aligned right there next to the, some of the traditional, we understand that all of our friends throughout the metro in commercial lending, they have those things to offer. They have the capacity and the history of doing those things well from depository efforts to mm -hmm. lines of credit. Uh, for us, we want to get those business owners the money that they need for working capital equipment, the things that could help to take them to that next level. And of course, the ultimate goal is to get them back in the hands and back bankable, uh, which is just being able to get that funding from the bank. And so how much yeah. do you usually fund? So we've got you know, three different products. We've got our micro loan products. That's $50,000 or less. We've yep. got our small business. That's 250 or less. And then the minimum investment for a new market tax credit, which is an, an incentive tool is $5 million. So we can cover the gamut. Um, but yeah. a really cool success story recently without using any names, we had a, uh, electrical contractor, um, that had a couple great contracts. They worked on the state, uh, St. Uh, St. Michael's project, um, for veterans and, uh, Basically, they weren't able to go to their bank to say, hey, I need a loan to be able to meet, you know, the working capital I need to fulfill this contract. And um, two contracts later, they're back at their bank now where we came in, we provided two working capital loans. So they're able to fulfill that contract. And now they're going back to their bank two, three years later. And the bank's actually stepping in and being able to provide that financing because they were able to use to show us and show everyone else that they are capable doesn't matter how long they've been in business, mm -hmm. um, but they provided a good product, a good service, and they have an opportunity to continue to grow. So, And then what kind of interest rates do you guys charge? Uh, interest rates, we do 8 to 14%. Okay. Um, for us, uh, we understand it, different conversations that we've had with entrepreneurs throughout the uh, business owners throughout the metro. Uh, for us, our interest rates are pretty close in line with the SBA microloan okay. uh, interest rates, 8 to 14%. With that being, I mean, for us, I think one of the big unique things with AltCap, we're actually loaning out our own capital. Okay. Uh, so for, I guess that's, oh, that's a lot. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah. yeah you oh, can yeah. look at or that. Or at least in theory it does. We're not yeah. to pick one. Unregulated yeah. institutions. Sure. So. We can get creative with how we handle each situation, how we view underwriting. Um, but so with you, that also so, comes the risk and carrying on that risk with the interest rate there. So how did, so how did you guys get this going? Did you, you have to go find a bunch of investors to help fund this and build a big pool of capital? So essentially, the city um, saw that there was an opportunity to figure out how do we bring the new market tax credit incentive tool 
to let's Kansas de- well, City. let's define that because this is yeah. literally something I just learned about over the weekend. Yeah, um, the new market tax credit. Tax credit, yeah. Just another so another it's... arrow in the quiver of <laughs> of, of tax credits. No just kidding. one more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an incentive for business owners to essentially relocate or to expand their business within low to moderate income census tract areas. Okay. Um, Similar to an opportunity zone. Right. Yeah. And with a focus of job creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so essentially what we do is, you know, we look to see, are you within a qualifying zone? I think it's, you know, 50% of your revenue has to be generated within that track. It doesn't have to be in that one area. It could be any census track in the country, as long as 50% of your revenue is being generated, like the activity that's generating the revenue is happening within that zone. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've been able to leverage that portfolio. We've been awarded well over 220 million in new market tax credits. Um, so we have to go out and find an investor, which is typically a bank. The bank will then purchase these tax credits and we turn around and use that capital as patient capital. So these terms are seven years interest only. I mean, and then there's an equity transfer at the end of the term. Yeah. So for any sort of small business owner, uh, let's say you've got $5 million investment, you know, there's about a, for, there's like a 20, 30% forgiveness piece in that total investment for the business owner. Hmm. So just think for yourself, if you were to move Stackify or if you full stack to, you know, somewhere with full, full opera, scale or Stackify. Full, yeah. Sorry, I, I just combined two it's companies. A, it's, a, it's okay. It happens I'm all sorry. the time. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, no. But if you were to move your operation within one of these zones, I mean, you potentially have access to these sort of resources. Um, so we, we've leveraged that portfolio because we, we make, you know, revenue off of the fees and interests of this program. We've turned around and use that as our lending capital for our microloan program. Yeah. So when you say microloan, that's just for you guys, is that just 50,000 or below? Exactly. For whatever that's for? Well, the SBA, yeah, for the sure. reporting and stuff like that, yeah. So when you now with SBA, so small business, small business administration, I think that's what the A is, Correct. right? Um, that's government. That's basically the government backing up a loan. Now Correct. that's pretty much known as as an excruciating process to get through. It is. Are all your loans related to SBA? No, they're not. No. We're actually just an intermediary. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, they loaned us very very cheap capital. So we turn around, lend that out. Yeah. Okay. And you guys do business mostly in Kansas city area or are you all over the country? We're just in the Metro. Yeah, we're just in the Metro. We have okay. seven service counties uh, on the Missouri side, Platt, Clay, Cass, and Jackson. Okay. And then on the Kansas side, we have Johnson, Wyandotte and Leavenworth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned earlier with help from the city. So is this, have you worked with the economic development committee or like, I mean, is that when, just give, I'm curious where, what went on there. So Altcap was Kansas city community development entity Mm -hmm. at one point. Okay. Again, because the city basically gave us the seed capital to go out and figure out how do we, how do we bring this incentive to Kansas city? Mm -hmm. What's the process? Um, creating a board. Mm-hmm. So uh, our boss, Ruben Alonzo, the president of All Cap, uh, he went out and figured that all out. Yeah. Um, and then he re- was awarded his first new market tax credit allocation in 2008. So, you know, we're still a pretty young organization. Sure. Um, and we've we just brought on the, you know, the micro lending, small business lending over the last four or five years. Yeah. 
I think that, and Matt, I think you could probably compliment what I'm going to say here, but we're, I've seen a fundamental shift in a lot of the ways that things have been, been funded. You obviously have traditional, and we've covered, by the way, if you're listening and you're interested in raising capital, um, we got a hell of a lot of episodes on the subject. Yeah, I think do. episode number two, and we're well past 250 now, was wow. called Raising Cap. Was it Raising Capital Sucks or Raising Money Sucks? Or it, it should have said getting funded. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, by, and by the way, I did comment. Not the enough other day, emphasis there. Why, yeah. is, why is the word fun and funding? seems a little out of place but um we've seen if i've question. seen i've seen a big fundamental shift you know you had the traditional banking model obviously you've got things like angel investments you have venture capital yeah and now we're seeing the rise of things like rbf revenue-based uh, financing yeah. funding yeah. um just a Stack lot of did uh, that yeah and a lot of yeah. different things that seem to make sense now we'll actually expand on that and why would that make sense as opposed to a vc investment or potentially something else yeah so there's a bunch of royalty-based uh finance type things where so we get like, say, a million dollars, but then we pay it back, um, not like a term loan. Um, we pay back a percentage of our revenue on a monthly basis, a percentage of our cash receipts. So usually that's like three to 10% of your cash receipts or whatever. Um, kind of like when you watch Shark Tank and Mr. Wonderful wants a percentage of your, your yeah. revenue. It's the sort of, same sort of thing until he gets his money back. So, But what's great about that is the payback, uh, the monthly payments are relatively low. And if your revenue goes up and down, then your payments go up and down. Um, so, and actually the one we did at Stackfight uh, didn't have to be paid back for up to 15 years. Oh, wow. So instead of having like a 36 month term loan, which made the payments really high, um, you know, it, it stretches it out over a longer period of time. So th those sort of things work really good and they're a good alternative to uh, raising VC money. And depending on your company and your growth and your situation, all that sort of stuff, you're also not giving up equity. So that equity could be worth a lot more money later. Yeah. And that's where the real value is because you can look at some of those loans and, and the factored finance charges feel high. Yeah. But if you compare to the path of where the valuation of the company is. Right. And it just depends. Now, if you have a, a software company that trades at a high multiple of, of recurring or annual revenue, then that really can you could you start doing the math and you're like oh wow this is not that expensive yeah, yeah. if you were going to give up 10 yeah. 20 30 percent of your company to a equity investor comparing that to yeah you have high interest rates but you know if you sell the company later for 50 million dollars and you still have a million dollars in debt and you pay it off then yeah who cares who cares who at cares? that point yeah and it's, it's weird to to as you start looking at the different ways to fund a business um and sometimes you just literally got to throw a little math on it mm -hmm. and, you know, see with that, you know, now you have companies like full scale. So full scale is a tech service business and uh, that doesn't typically trade at a monster multiple no. like some things do. Now that said, it's way easier for us to grow that revenue quickly. Yeah. Um, so there's just like a, a lot of different scenarios that all need to be figured in into what's the cost of your money. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, and there's a, man, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, on, on the non-banking side of this, there's a ton of websites and services now that are doing online loans, mm, like yeah, Cabbage and Loan day. Builder and Business yeah. Backer. Lending and there's tree. Lending yeah. Tree. yeah, sure. Like, there seems like there's dozens of these yeah. online S sites. Speaking of websites where you can look into getting loans, you can go to alt-cap.com. Org. Yes, you can. And That's by right. the way, or Altcap KC on Twitter, or maybe on Altcap Alt on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> on the gram. But these gentlemen only service Kansas City, right? 
people outside yeah. of Kansas City. But we do have partners around the country that okay. are doing very similar work to to what we're doing. So you know, exactly. you know, you could get clever. You could apply at launchkc.org. Get accepted <laughs> to a local cohort, bring your business yeah, here to Kansas right. City, that's get right. funded by AltCap, form a relationship with FullScale, come on the podcast to promote your business. Absolutely. And, I mean, We're waiting like, on you. Exactly. I mean, look at that. Let's that's, go. That's, the structure I'm, is there for I you. I think we just laid out the blueprint. People. Yeah, I like what you Let's did. Do it it, it nice. is definitely. And I'm glad you brought up Launch KC because we've actually been able to work with a Launch KC recipient. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're the official development partner with oh, them perfect. and wow. I love what they're doing there. And, yeah. uh, um, well, we should talk about it. You go ahead. You go first. Well, I was just going to say, um, so basically, you know, they were awarded the launch KC grant. Um, they moved their business to Kansas city. Um, but the, the funds weren't dispersed, uh, right away. Right. And so some of these, these companies still need the money to get their MVP. They, they needed that money to continue to develop their, their mm-hmm. software. Um, and they didn't know where to turn. Uh, thankfully my partner over at NBKC bank, Zach Pettit, he he's a good buddy of mine said, Hey, go talk to Davin. Um, and essentially we were able to, to leverage their launch KC grant to get them some working capital. We worked it out with the EDC. Um, so once they were awarded that money further down the line, we were notified. They paid off their loan. Everyone moved on. They're happy. So I, I think one of the things when it came to Launch KC that I really liked is they kind of pivoted their program. And you meant use mm-hmm. the word grant. They actually don't do grants anymore. Instead, and they, when they did grants, which was just like a non dilutive, like hey, here's fifty grand, and sure, we'll all take fifty grand, That's especially yeah, if you're just right. going to give it to me. Yeah. But instead of and that they could reach out to ten to twelve companies a year doing that. Now they find a top level partner, like you mentioned, NBKC, Black and Beach, yeah. um, you know, Brush Creek Partners that has an insurance vertical that's about to launch. Um, Nutera Capital yeah. uh, was so what they do is they get a top level partner to invest fifty grand minimum in five or six different companies and now you have now you have the same money yep. and you have a powerful partner that has a direct pipeline to put more money in your bank account exactly. if you do well so yeah. and i thought that was a really great play because now rather than reaching out to 12 different companies they're gonna their estimate is 30 to 36 companies yeah. that they'll that they'll push through the whole program and i mean i think that and now and once again i wasn't getting like you get into something like that not all those companies are from kansas city yep. so yeah. the and the clean tech one half of them are from san francisco mm-hmm. and there's whether you're here in kc or somewhere else your edc your economic development committee or commission or whatever something there's something similar to that look and see what's out there because these things exist to try to get you in front of guys like alt cap yep. or the top level partners and well, then in your case you said they even helped get you started yeah yeah when well, i think the edcs and a lot of the economic development corporations are realizing how important, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners are to our economy. And so they they're doing what they're they're evolving with the time. They're doing what they can because the old school economic development model of investing on Main Street and all that isn't working. Right. So the markets are changing. And so I think they're quickly realizing we've got to evolve. We've got to support, you know, these companies that are bringing more jobs to our city that are paying high, you know, well-paying jobs. Um, and finding ways to develop that workforce for them as well. And so Kansas City is well on their way of, of doing that, creating that ecosystem. So how do you guys handle the kind of risk profile of this, though? And, you know, what percentage of these companies ultimately fail and don't pay you back? And like, how, yeah. do, how do you guys deal with that part of it? It's a good question. You know, yeah. we've 
um, over time, you know, again, because we're an unregulated institution, we have the ability to uh, work with our clients if we see that, you know, they're kind of headed down the wrong path. Yeah. Um, we try to keep the communication lines open. Mm -hmm. We let them know ahead of time, mm -hmm. like, hey, look, if things aren't going well, you need to reach out to us as soon as possible because we might have someone within our network that we can connect them with to maybe write the ship or exactly. or we can identify, okay, let's let's make this as gentle of an exit as possible. Yeah. Um, because we actually have an invested stake. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're at least coming out somewhat clean or however you want to, you know, use the analogy. But yeah. um I mean you expect a certain percentage of the loans fail though? Yeah. I mean our default rate's around one percent. We've yeah. been very fortunate. Most of our businesses it's are not bad at all. No, no, not, not at, at all. all. Um, you know, we've had a few that have gone out, but again, it's the communicating part. Exactly. What can you afford? Um, that's something that Justin and I on the front end. Yeah. Like all case, you know, if business doesn't work out. How are you going to pay us back? That's and, something that we coach them over. And that's something that I, to your point, I think that's one of the more, uh, I'd say one of the stronger points about our organization is that we've been put in place in our role to be at that ground level, but to also build that relationship, a true genuine relationship with a lot of these business owners. So before it would even get to that point, we're already in communication with them and understanding of what, what are some of the things you need? Mm -hmm. Or are you needing marketing help? Well, let's get you in communication with some people that are in our network. Are you needing help uh, to kind of balance your books and uh, your QuickBooks, FreshBooks account? Whatever the case may be, let's uh, we have a friend and that's the CPA. Let's see if you can sit down and talk to them. Just trying to get them the help in the continued. Um, I don't want to say counseling, but just the continued relationship there really goes a long way with and, the business owners. And in most of your loans, they are they personal loans. So we personally well, guarantee the loans. Yeah. Um, and unlike the SBA, where they're going to require like a ten to twenty percent down up front, we don't require that, but we do need some form of collateral. Um. Which kind of leads me to one of the new products that we did uh, launch this past year, which, you know, bypasses the collateral piece and the uh, credit, right? Because those have been two of the biggest barriers that I've noticed over the last, you know, few years is if you got bad, really bad credit or if you have no assets um, to collateralize the loan with, you know, there's nothing out there for you. So besides... how do you get the financing you need at that point? Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that, that banks consider to be collateral or don't can be surprising as well. Yeah. Right. Like inventory. Yeah. yeah or um, I mean, just, I mean, a ton of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. A lot I of mean, stuff sometimes even just the value of the business. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you have it, like you look at Stackify, which eh, has a, a, a high street value, but a bank isn't going to lend against that. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's like the reality, but here's the reality. And you talk about the character of the real situation, like, mm -hmm. Is it is a business like yours is well established, has a huge value on it, or is that just gonna fail over a little bit? Like, no, that's in reality, like that's not gonna end up happening. There's someone somewhere somehow that's gonna be able to intervene as long as the situation's manageable. And exactly. a traditional bank, they don't care about that. No, no. They and and so I I uh um, last fall, because you know, we've continued to uh, you know, we talk pretty openly about about life. Um, we can, as quickly as full scale was growing, we were trying to determine the best ways to fund a lot of that. And so I went and met with some banks and talked to them and, you know, I just told them straight out, I said, you know, the way that you've been lending over the last 20 years has to change yeah. and they want to be, all the banks want to be players in tech. Now it's funny because they all seem to, they're all certainly accommodating to 
want to open an account for you after you receive nine million dollars in funding yeah, no kidding. like do yeah. i really need to at that point i mean at that point but at that point like you could open your account anywhere you want exactly um but i you know i told him i said you, you you need to get your shit together because you're about to you're getting replaced by algorithms mm-hmm. and you know look at some of these things are qualify you fund you and i make it pretty low impact yeah and you know the standard bank i mean okay if you i mentioned earlier the sba part being a bit of a process and that can take months months and i mean months and and the thing is is it sucks up your bandwidth exactly yeah. you got to deal with paperwork and applications and doing it's all like this. when do you run your and, business at that point well that's the point yeah. and you can you can find yourself in the business well we we've always re, uh, referred to regardless of what kind of fundraising you're doing that's a full-time job yeah so oh, what yeah. about the other it soaks jobs? up all of your energy yeah. so much yeah yeah it uh, it is it does have the ability to drain your life force yeah. I mean, energy is maybe too weak of a word. It's yeah. the life yeah. force. It's just like sucks your soul out of you. <laughs> yeah, and you end up talking to people, and you know, like I don't know. It's just, and then if you're, and if you end up talking to multiple banks, then you have no life force because yeah. they will find yeah. every drop of oh, it everything. and suck it That's out. Their it's, job, right? it's, it feels like it on some days. It's almost yeah. like break your will to like run your business, and then they want. Oh, but now that we've completely drained all your life force, yeah. here's the rate. Here's what we need. Um, we're going to need why. the naming rights to your children. Yeah. <laughs> that's why <laughs> the know, like awareness uh, 10, is so important. 10,000 other things, right? but yeah. Yeah, that's why awareness is so important to know that these there are other options out there mm-hmm. versus just the traditional financial well, institutions. Well, and what's even annoying, like some of the banks we talk to, like we even have like, like okay, we'll do a personal guarantees, you know, I have a house and whatever. And they're like, nah, we still don't want to give you a loan. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like well, I, I have mean, all the equity in my house. I have all this stuff. Why wouldn't no business does millions of dollars a year in revenue? Whatever. No, doesn't matter. Well, and this and, is crazy. and the interesting thing that I mentioned with full scale, which legally is has been a business for eighteen months. Dude, we got like six million dollars a year in revenue. That's We're crazy. a profitable company, and then they and then you're a check mark in a box, and yeah, that two year exactly. number is like a magic number for yeah. both for SBA and other stuff. Yeah, and. The reason for there are reasons for this. I don't banks traditional banks aren't just trying to be turds. No, I mean they, they don't take any risk. Well, they don't, and they're in the business of in many cases of not taking risks. Yeah. But traditionally, if your business isn't two years old, it is pretty high risk because yeah. that's a high risk profile. Now, most businesses don't have six million dollars a year in revenue after eighteen months. Yeah. So, but so, but that's the thing is the willingness and you talk about things like you, like qualifications, some of that being character based. Like I think every business, every startup and every, every founder has a different story. Exactly. And I, and I sometimes have wondered, I'm like, why won't some, and then another thing too, is you can see the path that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just interesting. Some of the things that, that some of the discussions we had with banks, because they're like, yeah, we want your deposit account. We also want everything you own is collateral yeah, and you're still like, not enough and yeah. that's the voice that they use too yeah. that was not that it's was not voice. fabricated is that the that's the scary banker voice it's just yeah or it's just like we want all your deposits and everything else you know but you're like <laughs> wow like that, you get you sounded bright and cheery until that part but yeah so i mean and now that said and you know not to not to sell against what all cap does i mean if you can broker traditional banking relationships those can be financially beneficial but they typically are not available 
to startup related businesses. Yeah. A lot of tech businesses aren't technically profitable. I mean, yeah. It's what they always say. Um, when you need money, you can't get it. And then when you don't yeah. need it, you can get it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that was the issue we had at Ben Solutions. We were yeah. trying to get a line of credit forever. And, you know, then eventually when the business is making like a million dollars a month in profit, they're like, oh, sure. Yeah, now we'll give you a line of credit. It's like, yeah. How much do you want? Yeah, it's like, now we don't even need this shit anymore. Yeah, I was talking. very frustrating. I was talking to one of our clients about that. And I mentioned, I was like, yeah, it's good for capital. And the guy was like, dude, I get like nine emails a week of unlimited amounts of private equity being yeah. offered. And I like, I was like, that's a different conversation than yeah. we were having nine months ago. He's like, yeah, but once you watch that, once that seesaw flips, yeah. you know, they're all lined up. Exactly. And, and that's interesting. Yeah. So um, now since we are discussing alternative capitals, there are a lot of things that you mentioned. We, we mentioned launch KC, which I don't like calling that a business accelerator because that indicates really early stage. They're actually looking for companies that are like on the, on the cusp or ready for series a type stuff. Yeah. There are other ways to raise capital that go well with what you guys are doing. Some of Definitely. which are, um, you mentioned grants. Yeah. Um, there are grants. There's, uh, I've seen a lot of, we'll say municipalities rather than giving grants, creating evergreen funds. Yeah. Like here in Kansas city, we have a new one called the fountain innovation yeah. fund. Yeah. Um, and the, and they do investments yeah. and different stuff. And so with that, a lot of these things require matching partners, yep. um, which from depending on who you're when we were, we've been a matching partner with yeah. some of those things to just help unlock that cash. And, yeah. and it makes a lot of sense. What are some other things in the alternative capital world, even if they're outside of your realm that you're seeing pop up that might be useful for our listeners? Um, so I've seen some factoring come up, um, which is, and you explain. know, they will purchase your accounts receivable. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it's, you know, those, those sort of products are best for, uh, so very specific industries. I'm not an expert in it, but maybe more um, so product based. Yeah, yeah product yeah. base or even some service base um, that are having. You know, you're you're waiting 45 to 60 days to get paid. You know, they can they can come in and get you that that capital you need, um, just to meet payroll, whatever you know expenses you have. Um, there's also you know the crowdfunding you know route. Um, there's a lot of competitions that I see popping up. I think Kansas City actually just launched another, I think through the UMKC, they just launched another competition. We actually have a competition. We give out 10,000, um, which isn't a whole lot. But again, for any sort of entrepreneur, I think 10,000 can go a long way. It yeah. depends on your story, man. Yeah, that might be exactly, all the money in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what else are you seeing out there? Uh, some of the things, I mean, a lot of what I'm seeing, I think is the falls in line with that. Some of the different pitch competitions that have been popping up, I think are really great for some of the entrepreneurs and the business owners out there. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest thing that's been popping up to me. Well, we've get full scales given away over a hundred thousand dollars at the pure pitch rally in the wow. last two years. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Plus, plus the money we've given away at Digital Sandbox and Launch yeah, AC. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we don't give away. Actually, we haven't technically given away money at Digital Sandbox because they give the money away. But we've worked with some worked of the with, recipients. Yeah. So some of those things. That's yeah, funny. sure. Um, and we mentioned Launch KC earlier. So it's a local business uh, accelerator. Um, we and if for approved members of their of any cohort, we give them a ten thousand dollar development mm -hmm. credit. That's amazing. 
And, you know, that goes a long ways. Now, some yeah. companies use it and some don't. Yeah. Because um, $10,000 sounds like a lot for development. It's it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's there. It's you another tool. Tax credits. Sure. It's another, you know. There's well, like- I've been shocked. So in the state of Kansas, they have angel tax credits, yep. which benefit the investor more than the, than the recipient of the mm-hmm. investment. But it lowers the risk profile for the investor and makes it a lot easier to swipe that pen on, on, yep. on the signature Easier box to raise money. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's like so much stuff. Like I literally just learned about the new market tax credit four yeah. days ago. Yeah. And I was like, man, like another thing. Yeah. Um, opportunity, opportunity zones yep. are hot right now. I think, uh, I, it's funny that I think the best quote I've heard about opportunity zones is that they're like high school sex. Everyone's yeah. talking about them, but no one's really doing it. Yeah. So, and an opportunity zone. And I, and once again, I'm not, a, I'm not, a lawyer or an accountant or a, or a broker of financial services, but opportunity zones are, I mean, more or less to describe it, a tax shelter. Yeah. So it's a way to defer capital gains and, uh, and allow, uh, someone who has those capital gains, meaning the tax that's owed on profit that you've made on previous investment mm-hmm. can be reinvested into businesses or real estate that exist within pre-approved zones. There's like 8,900 of them in Across the United the country, States. Yeah. And, um, now with that, the, those businesses have to stay and exist and operate within that opportunity zone for seven to 10 years for yeah, true, yeah maximization of it but had that that said if they do when that business is sold no capital gains matt how much money would you have saved on capital gains with if vin solutions had been in in, a lot millions yeah a lot and so that that's important stuff now there's a level of increased interest that you can draw from investors if you're in and around areas that have mm-hmm. additional incentives. Yeah. You know, it's just you no, can stack them all the way up. I mean, literally daisy chain them mm-hmm. down to the point where an investor's risk profile is almost non-existent. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you use Kansas as an example. Like the investor would get 25% of their investment back up to 100k in tax credits, and those tax credits theoretically so it's 50%. I think it's 50%. What did I say? You said 25. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. So it's 50%. So if I made a hundred thousand dollar investment in a pre-approved company as an investor, I would get $50,000 in tax credits. Those tax credits are also uh, transferable. So Mm -hmm. I could sell them and get some of my money back. If I did that within an opportunity zone on top of it, or maybe I made that investment. I got the business got a matching investment from a local fund, did it in an opportunity zone, existed there for a long time. Yeah. So on and so forth. On top of a new market tax credit. Sure. On top of, yeah. I mean, you could just stack them all the way up. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff out there. And then, and then on top of that, there's other things. Like I think a lot of uh, businesses don't realize, uh, software companies don't uh, realize that there's things like uh, research and development credits. Yep. Um, and, and once again, in Kansas, they have a thing called peak. Aren't, aren't you a member of that? Uh And what is that? Promoting employment across Kansas is what it means. Um, and this kind of gets back to the uh, border war stuff where Kansas mm. and Missouri would companies would flip back and forth to get these incentives. So I don't know if they're going to do peak anymore or how peak is going to change based off all that. But would you um, like me to st- call the governor and ask? Stackify was getting um, was in the peak program. Basically, we got part of our like employment, like the employment uh, st- taxes. We had to pay like the state tax, like we withheld for our employees. Like we would get part of that back. Okay. And so it was just a way to promote 
uh, creating jobs. And These are all just awesome. Legos in the yeah. Lego castle exactly, of exactly. entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, and I don't know how know, they're going to do that anymore. But. Right. But there's a lot of incentives. And then there's other things too. Like, for example, um, if, you know, there's a bunch of grants and credits you mm -hmm. can unlock. There's things for uh, employing or potentially being owned with uh, like uh, minorities, uh, 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 Native Americans, um, former yeah. veterans. Yeah. Veteran. Programs. I mean, all those things are like, yeah. they just kind of keep going and yeah. going and going. And yeah. maybe, maybe you own a building and you decide to put solar panels on the roof. You exactly. can get, I mean, exactly. just, it goes on yeah. and on and on. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to see a lot of corporate, um, actually creating their own funds now, right? Making yeah. investments into small businesses, um, because they know they're behind the time and innovation. So but by nice. the way, Matt has given me the, for the first time ever, the mixtape signal, uh, <laughs> which is a finger pointing at mixtape, the game, the box. <laughs> okay. Have you guys played mixtape before? I have not. You're no. about to. So mixtape, the game.com is also mixtape, the app available for iOS and Android working the bugs out on that. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to read a scenario and we're all going to name a song. And the song that goes best with the scenario, <laughs> Davin's eyes. Oh, you, by the way, if you want to see how good. Davin's eyes popped open on that, yeah. check out the Startup Hustle not YouTube channel. Um, and so we're all going to name a song and then we have to vote. You can't vote for yourself. Vote okay. for the best song? Okay. Okay. It's the bottom of the ninth in the seventh game of the World Series. They call you out of the bullpen to strike out the last batter and preserve the win. What song plays as you head towards the mound? 99 Problems by Jay-Z. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. 99 Problems, but this strike is not one of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's strong. Can't answer Limp Biscuit. That's a band, not a song <laughs> for the like 900th time. That's the go-to answer. Yeah, Matt's guilty. You're also not allowed to use "fuck you" by CeeLo Green. Okay. It's been banned from play because okay. it seems to work on most cards. Man, I kind of got the clock running here. I'm kinda, I don't know. I, I need I, a good one think, here as a I baseball fan. Cheat and look at my phone. <laughs> Song plays as you head towards the map. Well, if we were playing with the app, you know, this would be easier. The app would let you search Spotify. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, where's Do you have an there? answer? I'm struggling here. Me too. I'm going to go with a, whatever a... whatever song plays in Mortal Kombat when, <laughs> right before they say, finish him. Yeah. Is that an allowed answer? The judges say so. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I'm you. I'm struggling right now. Thank you, Justin. The first choice in your head is usually the best. This is where I need a sound effect and for a ticking clock a or ticking Jeopardy clock. Uh -oh. or Jeopardy. It's possible that Davin is cheating right now. I am but, cheating. But I'm not sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. You yeah. know what? You can pick a Limp Biscuit right, song. You, know. you just can't pick Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay, okay. You can't pick the entire catalog. Big, big Papa. Ooh. Notorious B.I.G. Okay, yeah. sure. I guess I'll go with uh, Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. I'm surprised you didn't yeah, pick, sorry. like, Call Me Maybe by Carla <laughs> Jepsen or something. Which, by the way, I'm switching my answer to that. I'm going with Call Me Maybe because you called the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking Big Papa from that. What's the movie growing up um, oh, where he, like, sings a song and they're all doing uh, that? Sure. Baseball, yeah. Can't think of the name of the song. Okay. So what was yours again? 99 Problems by uh, Jay-Z. I'm going with that for my yeah, answer, by the same. way. I'll go with that. Dang, yeah. a sweep. I know. A sweep. Good job. 
I don't even know why we tried. That's why, that's why carry on Woo is the winner. Now with that, um, I'm going to, I mean, we're talking about funding, so you get to, you get to fire. Oh, the golden money guy. You know, I've always wanted to do this. Let me capture this too. Let this loose. Let it loose. I've always wanted to, you got to. I've always wanted to do that. Thank you guys. Yes. That was epic. Wow. That might be a new record yeah. when you're, for radius of, yeah. of the bills spread. Two dollar yeah. bill in there too. I'd get yes. them all over the place. Yes. Yeah. The surface area was wow. That's one way. We we often mention that is one way of getting funded. <laughs> so and that's how you guys pay most people that you do alone exactly. with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We just, just definitely uh, come into the office, shoot and... it all at them. Yeah. <laughs> so before we head into the founders freestyle, once again, um, altcap alt hyphen cap dot org. They yes. got lots of stuff for you, so check them out. Um, also on Instagram at AltCap, on Twitter at AltCapKC. While you're at it, go to FullScale.io and check out the business that Matt and I own. It's another business Matt owns, is Stackify.com. Um, make sure to download the Mixtape the Game app. And with that, we you know we often talk about many things here on Startup Hustle, so we like to give everyone the mic for a short outro, which okay. we lovingly refer to as the founder's freestyle. Awesome. Um, so Davin, I'll let you get started. We'll do Mr. Watson next and then Justin, and then, uh, and then I'll see if I have anything to say after you wise gentlemen have laid right. it out there. Well, um, I think for me, you know, I've got a heavy heart today after the tragic news of losing one of our biggest sport icons, uh, Kobe yeah. Bryant. Mamba mentality, Mamba forever. Um, so I just wanted to reflect on, you know, the his mentality and what he brought to all of us, the inspiration, you know, for me personally, um, and just, you know, take that into the work that you're doing. You know, he he did, he never took a day off. Um, he always outperformed and out just out hustled everybody, all of his competition. Um, he, he you know he woke up early to do film review. He um, he enjoyed competition. He saw opportunity in competition. You know, if he lost, he went back to the drawing board and figured out what he, what could he, what could he have done better. Um, and so I think for all of us, you know, all the founders out there listening, you know, take that mama mentality with you. Don't waste any more time. You know, if you've got an idea, um, you know, live it out, uh, figure it out. Um, stop wasting time. Um, and then also make sure you spend time with your loved ones. So mama out. Speaking of loved ones, Matt, would you like to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say that we talked a lot about alternative capital today. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, Stackify took advantage of some of the royalty based stuff. And I think all these new types of uh, funding that are available are super critical. And I think the the banks themselves are going to be dinosaurs very shortly and just be toast. And um, I think part of it is they're so heavily regulated and so heavily handcuffed to the type of loans they can do, the type of businesses they can work with. And I definitely think what you guys are doing and all the other players in industry that are these kind of new types of banks, new types of, um, you know, VCs or private equity groups are getting together, taking big pools of money, doing these types of loans, like all these things are uh, definitely the future of banking. So it's very cool stuff. Yeah. Much needed. Justin. Uh, I want to, I want to echo the sentiments of my guy, Davin. Uh, when it comes to Kobe, Kobe was definitely one of those people that growing up uh, in the era that we definitely grew up in, he was like a childhood hero for everybody. And not just not just for basketball, but more so for the mentality that Davin touched on. 
the idea that hard work uh, trumps anything out there, trumps talent 100% of the time. Um, and for uh, any of the business owners out there taking on that mentality, taking on that idea, that focus and kind of whittling down at your craft and uh, cherishing the journey that it is that you're on as a business owner, uh, especially when you touched on funding and how hard the the road to getting funded as a business can be. Uh, to touch on that, just I think the understanding of what kind of business owner you are versus a startup versus a small business, uh, really understanding how you're trying to put your business uh, in line in the community, how you want to grow is going to kind of uh, dictate the route you go as far as the whether it's equity or debt financing. But just stay in the course on that journey. Uh, don't waver. Have belief in yourself and keep keep going. Well, as I close this out, I do want to say thanks to uh, Davin and Justin for coming in. This was interesting. Thanks for having um, us. And Matt, thank you. Oh, thank you. Just thank you for yeah, being thank here. Thank you for being here today. You too. See, that was the nicest we've ever been to each other. Um, but, yes, I, you know, to kind of wrap a lot of this up, I mean, you got to hustle. Um, that's that's a given. Um yeah. And I think when, whether it's raising capital, trying to find customers, trying to make sales, any of that, um, the thing is, is you sometimes you got to talk to a lot of people to, you know, a no is just one step closer to a yes. Mm -hmm. And it, I mentioned earlier, we were talking about that sometimes the funding uh, process at your business can feel like it sucks your life force out. Amen. But that will be immediately reinflated once you get in front of the right situation. Um, yeah. One thing that I was impressed that you guys do is you kind of went from a, a lending bank type model to being smart money by offering to get people in front of the right people, just trying to help a business. Exactly. Um, you're probably not going to find that at your local bank. No. I mean, they'll give you a loan. They'll accept your collateral, but rarely, if ever, are they going to say, well, let, let's get you aligned with some local partners and some people and some stuff like that. So regardless of the type of funding or capital that you raise, if you can find people that uh, that are have a vested that want to take a vested interest or just any interest in your success, um, that's that's a better deal. Yeah, um, because the more people you get pushing you forward, the easier it is to to push things forward. So with that, well, once again, Justin, congratulations on your win on Mixtape the Game. I appreciate yeah. everyone. That was that, a golf yeah, clap. That, that was, was a golf clap if yeah. I've ever heard one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> thank, yeah. You, thank you, guys. Yes. Yes. Well earned. Well, there's another one, man. It's contagious. Yeah, it is. I appreciate thank it. You. So. I might even let you leave with some of Watson's green M&Ms. Let's do it. Anyway, see you all next time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.